you give him the time as you live, his word rhymes. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Living in God's Rhyme, the podcast where Tim and I have a, a wonderful conversation about his great poetry, uh, our faith, his faith, uh, community, family, and a host of other things. Uh, my name's Dave, and here is the number two star of our show. Uh Hello, everybody. My name is Tim, and welcome to another podcast of Living in God's Rhyme. Uh, we're glad you're here with us listening, and we hope that uh, you get something out of this. I know that Dave and I, every podcast, we get a lot out of it. Yes, we I do. I hope you do, too. So uh, today's, uh, we're going to talk about uh, poems that were in- inspired by the writing of the Apostle Paul. And Sounds then, good. Uh, that's not our older brother. <laughs> okay, Give I won't tell. For the humor. <laughs> All right, yeah. Uh, Paul is a Jewish Pharisee who, uh, as such, persecuted Christians. And this is from the book of Acts, chapter 9. And it's a little long. I apologize, but I, I think it's worth reading the whole thing here. Verses 9 through 18. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand to Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called him in a vision. Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man named, from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem, and he has come here with authority from the chief chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. I just, uh, what what is amazing in that reading to me, and it helps me understand how God works, is that he took this man who was persecuting Christians, who was and would have been in the eyes of God uh, a sinner. Mm-hmm. He was, okay, and he, and he was persecuting because they believed in Jesus. And... God chose him to be an apostle, to spread the good news of Jesus. And he picked, he doesn't pick the ones up at the top. He he didn't pick a Pharisee. Well, Paul was a Pharisee. But he picked someone that was just dead set against Christianity and put it on his heart to uh, be an apostle and preach the gospel and spread it. It's just... There's no, there's no uh, 
God, God chooses the people he wants, wherever they are in their life. And uh, we should be blessed by that. You know, if your background, if God chooses you and is using you, your background is put behind you because you are saved when you accepted Jesus as your Savior. Your sins were forgiven. Right. Uh, end of sermon. Go on to the poem, unless you have okay. some questions. No, no, I, it's, we talked a little bit before we started, folks, um, about how to say some of these words. And uh, Pharisee was one. I asked him how to say it. And, and, and I had forgotten about Ananias. Ananias. Because I, I would have not pronounced that right. I'm so glad you read this, not me. <laughs> well, I, I still find there are names that I mispronounce, and I'm, I'm glad that I hear them pronounced in church. Yeah. So this, uh, yeah. yeah. This okay, first, yeah, let's go on with the poem. Yeah, this first uh, poem is from Living in God's Rhyme, and if you have the book with you, it's uh, the recent one, which is this one here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's on page 75, and you can read along with me. Okay. One thought became another. He who spoke creation into existence by his word was one with God. Watching God's creation from heaven as a man strayed, he answered God's call. Born into his creation, he became man. One of us, he did live. As one of us, he did live. That he might show the way to those he loved. <clears throat> his life he did give. From the beginning, he was a blessing to all of creation, especially man. Before the beginning, beyond the end, in Jesus, we have found more than a friend. We have found a Savior who overcomes our behavior. This man, Jesus, is God. By his life, he has saved us. So we give thanks and praise for the life God did raise, for the lives Jesus did save through the life he gave. Now we have hope beyond our lives that it is by God's saving grace we do strive to honor and praise the Almighty God and the Savior Son he does love. Knowing what lies ahead, turning from sin to God instead, just as Paul did running toward the goal, so must I with all my heart, all my soul. This is an afterthought which actually came from before. Amazing grace, I have been found. When you spoke, I heard the sound. Now blessings are all around, and your love knows no bounds. Through grace, you spoke the blessings of your love. Um, and then a quick reflection here, and we can get into some discussion. As I have written before, when I pray for not just direction, but the words, poems do not go where I thought they would. I had the last two lines of this poem come to me at work, on the drive, come to me at work, on the drive home, I thought about writing stanzas of praise and thanks to God. I was going to call it random thoughts and praise. I just thought I hadn't written enough praise and thanks into my poems lately. The title of today's poem should tell you what happened. <laughs> and it's, I, again, it's just a matter of uh, with God's grace, anything's possible. And Paul is a, is a, a great example of that. Uh, and the running toward the goal uh, is the name of the next poem. So Paul talks uh, quite a bit about running toward the goal, which is, you know, the end of your life here and the beginning of life in eternity with he in heaven with, with Jesus. So uh, we can go ahead and, and read that, and unless you got something you want to want to say. Well, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry, I apologize for that. No, I, uh, no, let's, uh, let's go on to the next one. I, I'm collecting thoughts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I read through all this, but I'm collecting thoughts now. Okay. I do Are have you going to make a deposit at the end of the show? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> or a withdrawal. It could be a withdrawal too. Yeah. This is from God's Rhyme, which is the first very colorful, well, not as colorful, but very eye-catching God's Rhyme. I like that one. I like that cover. I do, too. I do, too. The publisher actually picked that one out, and I was very impressed. This is called Running Toward the Goal. And we start with uh, a quote from <clears throat> Philemon, Philippians, I'm sorry. 
3.10. All I want is to know Christ and to experience the power of his resurrection, to share in his suffering and become like him in his death, in the hope that I myself will be raised from death to life. The race I can never win, no, not on my own. I stumble and fall, I sin, and many times the race seems too long. But for me, the race has been won, following God's heavenly course. Jesus, my Savior, his Holy Son, has received all the glory. Knowing where my life ends, I continue to strive and run the course Jesus set before me, hoping that with him I will become one. And again from Philippians, may you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I must look ahead, never behind. Keep running by the power of his love, straight toward the goal and prize, God's call through Jesus to life above. As Jesus has done before me to see, I must follow the course he so perfectly set before me, avoiding the obstacles of this human world. And when I do finally and joyfully arise, arrive, he will take me, take this weak and mortal body, and like his it shall become alive. In glory and by the power of him, was created all. May you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And my thought on the end of this one is, with Jesus at our side, we'll reach the goal, eternity in heaven, in a room he is preparing for us. <laughs> yeah, in a room he's preparing for us. That's, <laughs> that's good, actually. I like that. Um, yeah, and he, he he told his apostles, you know, that uh, what was going to happen when he predicted his death and, and the mm -hmm. resurrection and his, his ascension to heaven, then he would be preparing a room for those who believe. Um, as I read more in the Bible, I think we're going to be pretty busy anyway. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to be pretty busy praising God and worshiping him, honoring him, and... Uh, having the time of, of eternity. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, yeah, I, again, uh, it should be encouraging to know that as we run this race, as Paul puts it, which I think we can all, um, we can identify with, you running a race. Yeah. But the race is not a matter of who runs who went, who who finishes first the matter of finishing exactly it's yeah not a contest but it, it's the it's uh, just your goal to, to run the race that you follow the life that that Jesus has uh, provided for you and uh, follow where, where the spirit leads you mm -hmm. uh, and uh, yeah there'll be ups and downs trials and despair I can attest to that. Uh, I think every Christian can attest to that, but uh, knowing that at the end of that trial, as we continue running toward the goal, there is a much better day for us ahead. Right. That guy reminds me of something that Tom said last week during the interview where he was talking about uh, when, when he would pray at our class reunions or at any other functions like that. And he would talk about the eternity, you know, and where are you going to be on that? Are you going to be with the Lord or do you not believe in the Lord? And you're going to spend eternity on the other side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's not the exact words he used. I'm paraphrasing using my own words, but when you, when I think about that, I think, wow, that's, so that's a lot to do with this race, in a sense. It's, and my thinking too is, it's not how you run the race; it's just that you finish the race. Well, if, you, if, you're, if you're running if you're, with the Lord, you're finishing the race in the right place. Yeah, you're going to finish the race, and and uh, yeah, you probably stumble and fall occasionally. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, you you let the Lord pick you up, and you keep you keep running the race. And I and I'm finding that uh, the longer my race is. As I get older and my faith gets deeper, that uh, and more embedded in my heart, that um, 
I'm I do what I can now. I try to do what I can to avoid those those falls that I create for myself. Right. You know. You know that time I intentionally go out and do something that I shouldn't do. Right. Yeah. You mean and, those you know, stupid moments? <laughs> yeah. You know, because that you know that. But yeah, you're right. The you know, the purpose is to finish the race, mm-hmm. and there uh, there will be ups and downs, but uh, you know the true believer will. The believer in Christ will finish the race. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> and that made me what you just said there made me think there's for a while, a few years ago, if you were in any kind of a sport as a child, everybody got a trophy, right? I mean, win or lose, everybody gets a trophy. I never well, that's not when I, I was young, but I know what no, you're saying. me either. If I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about not today, that's the way it is. A lot maybe of your that. grandkids or mm-hmm. anyways, but but I mean that that was out there, and I never agreed with that. But when you think, or when I think about it now, I look at it, and and doesn't matter how I've run the race, as long as I end up with God, I'm going to be a winner, and yeah. because I'm going to be with Him. So in reality, we are as long as we all end up with with the Lord, we're all going to be winners. Yeah, once you finish, you won. Yes. Yeah, the race is won. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Very good. All right, the next one is also from God's rhyme, and I showed you the book once. If you got it, you know what it looks like. <laughs> uh, it's on page one thirty-two. It's called weakness. And again, this is. Uh, something that Paul wrote. It's from uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 9. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And uh, this is something that uh, really impressed me and helped me to understand my role in the race. Okay. Paul the evangelist, an imperfect man, blinded with insight by the perfect son who lost his strength and became weak, was glorifying the holy three in one. I have tried to live with the lie to never give in before I die. I have seen the meek always so weak and wondered why they would not cry. No, always a smile traveling every mile with heads held high and never shy. Well, I put too much stock in thinking I was a rock until others saw the bad and what I never had. Then one day the sky was bluer, each and everything looked newer. It was as if my eyes had been shut to the world's lie. I was never strong, not even for very long. There was too much wrong. It was such a sad song. Like a newborn baby, I cried for each breath, never wanting to rest, realizing that maybe, no knowing that I am not perfect, Looking in the mirror did reflect. There is no strength in my sin. The race alone I could never win. I am a sinner, my life a loss, but it has been reclaimed for me by the grace of God, a death on the cross. Through death and resurrection, I am a new creation, accepting his forgiveness to the world I can witness. Made in God's image, molded in clay, yes, in God's image throughout every age, it is through him that we pray. He knew us before we were. He knows us today. He knows us tomorrow, and still he loves us. To follow his son, we must lose the ways, the ways of this world, the lies of the days. And when we accomplish that, the world will consider us weak, but know that God is with us, so who can be against us? It is then that the slings and arrows, the sticks and stones, the broken bones, the sorrows that no one will borrow, in this race, we know his grace. When we let in Christ's power, we will no longer cower because he is God's son, and that is sufficient. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 1 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. May we live so that by the strength of our salvation, by the strength of our witness, through the strength of our weakness, that God, that Jesus may be glorified. Um, 
and I, I will admit to you right now that I was reading part of that. I had uh, just a shiver go up my side. It just, um, it still speaks to me what, what that is about. It does very much so. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. Folks, I, I, there are, there are times I don't know what to say. Or are there questions to ask? But if you if you just listen to to what was written, it will do the same to you. It will send send shivers up your spine too. I did get well, kind of uh, a chill there. <laughs> I, I and I think uh, I put this one after the uh, the first one about uh, that we read, um, running toward the goal, mm-hmm. because um, <clears throat> as we were talking. And we talked about those moments where we'll, we will fail, mm-hmm. and the moments, other moments when there are trials that are that are in our in our way that come our way that God helps us overcome, and it's and Paul reminded us that you know we're not the perfect ones. We're not, and as God said, when we're weak, when we give up our need. To be in control of everything in our lives, mm-hmm. our lives, and allow God to be in control, then we are open to fill, be filled with His strength. I mean, when we try to project strength of our own, mm-hmm. is there room for God in there, or you know, we're we're blocking that? But when we when we release that desire we have to be in full control of our lives and everything involved. And we mm-hmm. turn it over. We release ourselves from that and say, "God, you are in control." Then life becomes more, uh, more pleasing. More, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's easier to get through your day. For me, I will talk about how it is for me. Uh, and it just, uh, and even I, you, you realize that those hardships, they'll be overcome. Uh, when I look back and think of the things that I did on my own, that I could have had I not thought I could do it all myself, mm-hmm. there, are a lot, there are things in my life that would have turned out better. They're beyond me now. They're past. They're right. forgotten. But, uh, yeah, when I am weak, I am strong. Yeah. And... Uh, because it's not my strength. I mean, if, if you have a choice, whose strength do you want? Yours or God's? What's your, well, that's a silly question, but it's a great question. <laughs> well, of course, you want God's strength. That's right, yeah. Because he has yeah. better strength than he has the right one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's weird. You talk about that, and it's like yesterday on my way to work, I had realized because I, I think a lot in the car. I think I think a lot everywhere. But I've been, uh, for some reason this week, I've been extremely serious. I don't know why. I really don't. I don't have I don't have anything weighing on me right now. I don't have thoughts of a new job, a new position, or and uh, you know an, another direction for this or that. I'm just I'm just pretty happy right where I'm at, and I'm, I I just could not. I wasn't laughing. So I, uh, I, I prayed. I said, you know, dear Lord, I said, you know, I thanked him for the day because it was a gorgeous day when I went in. Yeah. Um, and I, I said, you know, Lord, I, uh, I, I, I pray that you can help me find my humor again, my, my laughter. I, I seem to have lost it. And I went on. And it's more of a conversation than a prayer, but it was a conversation. Those are good. Yes. Are good. And, and it's like he said to me, instantly okay <laughs> you want to laugh here we go <laughs> and <laughs> I, he's just it was like he said you can it's like he said it up, up here i i the more i think about it today he says you want to see you want to laugh i'm going to open your eyes <laughs> and i saw nothing but humor the rest of the everything i looked at oh it seemed like what there was some there was a guy in a bus who turned left on a red. And I'm thinking, mm. wow, 
hmm, a new rule. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should try that. Maybe I shouldn't. And then Maybe not. I stopped at a load zone. And in all the load zones at the resorts, they've got these TV monitors. Well, it had rained. And, well, this one was just going, the monitor was just going all, it was just, it was crazy. And I, I looked at that and I went, okay, yep, you opened my eyes. Thank you very much. I see this now. <laughs> And the rest of the day was such a such a joy to be in. I I didn't have a lot of guests yesterday because it was just one of them days with the routes I had. But it was I I could and I wake up today and yeah I'm a little tired but I look at things a little differently and it's like he's saying okay you wanted your eyes open here they are yeah but I'm also afraid that with my eyes open I'm going to start seeing things. Maybe I don't want to see, but maybe not. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? He's opening my eyes, and I wonder if he's going to open them to things that aren't good. Well, you, you know what? You know what I have found? Hmm. Uh, there are things that I that I will not look at anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I, uh, on a, a deep dark secret. I don't know what it is on on the MSN homepage where every day there's a new actress or star that's posing in a bikini. Oh, they do that on Yahoo too. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. It, it's just crazy ridiculous. And I used to, okay, what's, what's this look like? And then I, my <laughs> thought will wander. And then, but I have gotten to the point where God has, I've prayed to that. I don't do that anymore. And I get it. I look at it. And with a rare occasion, which I regret, I don't want, I, I just pass it by and say, why is this stuff here? Yeah. I, I you know, I, I can understand some problems that people have, and this doesn't help. But uh, it's, it's, my eyes were open to not look at it. Yes. And that, it was exactly. the eyes of my mind. Yes. Eyes of my heart that, that have been open, don't look. Yes, but I, you know why I think it's there? Why? Part of that is the world's a little wacko today in the last uh -huh. few months. Really? Especially in the last couple of weeks here, folks. And we all know that because of what's going on yeah, over so on the other yeah. side of the pond. I think he's given us that to look at just so we don't have to constantly think about the other bad stuff. Because it's funny. I look at that and go, is that, is that all the thing that, that's in the news today? because <laughs> i don't read the other stuff i watch a little bit of the news in the morning or something like that and mm -hmm. go yeah okay and and i i shouldn't i should worry about this a little bit and say you know, this does affect me somehow yeah, but i'm well, a firm believer anymore that that government is local <laughs> i need to worry about what's going on around me not what's going on in the world even though the world could invade me invade my space but i think he's putting those kinds of weird little things in the news just to say, okay, there is some humor left in life. Folks. Well, I don't know that he's doing it there, but well, you know, I'm, you're, right. you're right. Yeah, okay. But if but, I look at it that way, like it's, it's, it's there's, he's saying there's a lot it's, of it's, it's, going on. Here's some fun stuff. Here's some here's, here's the tem here's the temptation, Dave. Can you stay? Yeah, but I don't look at it. I just look at it and go, okay, that's funny. Yeah, well, see, you're well, funny. that's because yeah. he's throwing it. Somebody's throwing that in there. They, that yeah. must be their job. Well, yeah. they're, uh, I'm sure. If that's but, what their job is, that's not a fun job. Well, you're speaking of the world, the world situation that we're living in right now. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the future podcasts I want to get to is uh, from the book of Habakkuk in the Old Testament. H-A-B-A-K-K-U-K. Mm -hmm. -K -K and I learned how I hopefully learned how to say it properly. <laughs> but it was a poem I, read a, a, read, wrote, I wrote a few years ago. And it, it is about that, yeah. about what's happening, what's going to happen, and then you get into the book of Revelation. So I, I do think as Christians we need to be aware of the world situation and what's happening because mm -hmm. it, it is, um, it's been predicted. But enough of that because we're talking about our goals today, the goal. Yeah. Or, and, do you have something else to add? Yeah, see, I I think yesterday I had a goal, and that goal was to stop being so serious all the time. 
And <laughs> all I did was say, can you help? And it wasn't like it was a hard thing. I wasn't asking for, I wasn't asking for a new car or a big state. I just wanted to laugh. And, and in my mind, all he did was, again, like I said, all he did was open my eyes and didn't realize that till today. But yesterday I thought he was putting those things there. They probably always been there. I just wasn't seeing. He just, he just opened your eyes. Yeah. So my goal is to keep my eyes open for a while, for quite a while, a long time. As, as long as I, cause I, I'm tired of being this serious guy. I want to go have some fun again and enjoy my life. And, and folks, <laughs> Tim and I had a conversation a few weeks ago and, and Dave went out and I'm sorry, I was calling myself in a third party again, but I went out and I bought a Bible because I've got one, but it's, it's in storage. And, and I asked Tim where to start reading and we started, I started reading and then Tim suggested something else the other day. And what I'm reading there makes a lot of sense. But then you throw in the Old Testament, I go, wait a minute, now I'm way behind. <laughs> you're way ahead of me here. Slow down. <laughs> no. But I, I, I know what you're saying. It's kind of fun to be. You've been through the whole Bible more than once. I'm rereading it for again. And in my mind, I'm looking at it as the first time. Because mm-hmm. I don't know when I was younger, Tim, if, if I ever read the whole Bible. I've read parts of. I know I've read parts of. Yeah, my, my guess is younger people, we don't read the Old Testament as much. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of good information in there. And and I'm finding that as I'm reading things that I've read, maybe this is the fifth or sixth time or more that I'm reading something. It's like when I was reading Luke chapter 6 a couple nights ago. Right. Uh, I got so much out of that that I've read it a number of times. I knew what it said, but it never touched me like it did that night. Right. And it led to a long conversation with God about it. And it, it led me to want to write about it, but I, I'm also waiting till the time is right to write about it. Yeah. Because I don't want to rush it because there's just so much in there. Uh, yeah, well, I agree. I'm, re- I'm, I'm into... I'm... I'm kind of deep in, not deep into it, but I'm in the middle. I'm right about where you were. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was, just, it's the last half of the of chapter six that really, really uh, affected me. Even the, but the first half was, is good too. And mm-hmm. the coincidence of God working in your life, mm-hmm. uh, going to church on Sunday, you know what a big part of the sermon was based on? What's that? Luke chapter six. No kidding. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Of course, as a pastor, you know, being a pastor, he he was bringing other books of the Bible and verses in to mm-hmm. go along with what he's saying. But I, that's happened a, a couple times to me when I, you know, something I have just read is what the next day I hear at church, and I'm just amazed at God's work and how he, how that worked out. Yeah, it's like he's preparing you to to hear what he's got. What the pastor yeah. has to say. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's great. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He, he is great. He is a, he is a, a great God. Yes. And as you keep running your goal and your eyes are open more often, mm-hmm. you can do well. Yeah. So what what's what's next? What do you want to do next? Well, I wrote this next short poem, and I promised it's short after these long ones. <laughs> uh, and I'd found three other poems and saw the relationship. As I saw the other poems that I had picked out, I saw the relationship uh, with this one, because it's titled, The Goal. Mm -hmm. Our soul and the goal, eternally entwined, we will forever find just how God's role in the life we live allows us to give his love to others, sisters and brothers. Before I put down the pencil, these words were written, as we run our race in the life we face, we will find our pace and know our place through God's grace. Yeah, that's, that's isn't that different than the one you we, we read two weeks ago? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. This was written on seven twenty nine. This year, yeah, this is not too long ago, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's uh. It's a, it's the goal, the goal. The end of life here on earth is the goal, is the goal. Well, the goal is 
when our life ends on earth is that we end up in eternity in heaven with our Savior, with our Father. So that's uh, what was on my heart for this podcast, and I, I hope that uh, there's something in it that uh, touched every one of you. Yeah, I, I'm, you, uh, I'm sure there is. I, I don't have really anything else to say other than I'm humbled to be able to have written those poems. And I'm humbled by what God has done, what he continues to do in spite of my, my sin. And I am humbled by what I'm seeing done in my life in the last few months, in the last few weeks. God is doing, and uh, He is an amazing God, an absolutely amazing God. Yes, and, uh, He is. I want to live every day for Him. I want to dedicate every day of my life to living with Him for Him. Well, you know, it's uh, the Lord makes it so easy to do, doesn't it? Uh, to understand, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, before we go, folks, I want to uh, I want to read you uh, a letter that was sent to me by one of Tim's daughters, Emily, and I didn't read this to you beforehand, but um, it said, "Uncle David, uh, it's really strange." I don't, don't, but before we get into what what was said, all your kids call me David. It's Uncle David. Because and, you know why? I don't know why? Why? Because until just the last couple of years, I always called you David. This is true. You and I probably, as growing up, I called you David. You did. Uh, so did Paul. And, and so did Paul. And, but, and you but. just you just wouldn't accept it. So we, I accepted <laughs> that you want David. You guys finally get it. And, and when I talk to my kids now, I now say Uncle Dave. Yeah, I appreciate that. But so you know, it's, it'll it's, come. It's not a lot of people call me David, and Mom did. Dad did, you guys do, and your kids do, and in fact, Paul's kids do. And I'm okay with that, because it's family, and I understand it. But I've always felt that was just, I was never a David, I was always a Dave. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird. But, so let me read this. Um, uh, Uncle David, thank you so much for the Disney tickets. We had a great time, and it was such a fun family day. Family day. We made a lot of great memories. It was good to see you and chat for a bit. 14 years is too long, and I agree with that. Thank you for all you have done for my dad. It is really fantastic to see him so passionate about life again. So they mentioned in our conversation that day when I was giving giving them their tickets to Disney that they see a difference in you since we started this. They see you passionate about things again. They see uh, life in you. Not that you weren't lively, but they see more. I don't know. All I can, all I know is they they think that this podcast is not just good for selling books. It's good for dad, which or you know Tim. And I'll be honest, folks, it's good for me too. It really, really is. I, Tim and I have known each other all my life, but yeah, I know yeah. him better now than I've known him for the last thirty years. Because you know, everybody, you, they, he has family. They're growing up. I have a life that was going on. Yeah, we talk, but not like we're talking now. This is, this means a lot to me, and and it, it means a lot to your kids that you're doing this. If that makes sense. Yes, and I I, I appreciate you saying that. Uh, I have two things I'd like to say. Mm-hmm. Number one is, yes, this podcast has made me passionate because I think about it every day. I, I have to be ahead in what we're going to read and talk about. Uh, at one point, I think I was three ahead. Now I'm Right now I'm one ahead. So tomorrow, tonight, I'm going to start thinking about what we're going to do after <laughs> the next one. Yeah. But it, it also gets me back to going through the poetry I wrote Mm -hmm. and helps remind me of the fact that I was blessed to do it. Uh, And I will admit that uh, for a number of 
maybe two to three months ago, this it changed. But for a number of months, I had I was a, a lousy person to be around. I drank too much. I've given that up. I have the occasional one when I go to dinner, mm -hmm. but I have no desire to drink like I used to. Uh, that is a, is a blessing, but. It's interesting what God has done through you for me in talking to me about this podcast and the work that you are able to do on it, because I certainly couldn't do this alone. And you have all the technical skills and you've got your own other podcasts that, you know how it works, mm -hmm. and which yeah. is a blessing too. So it makes it easier for me to just to have to, poetry is becoming natural to me. I. I write, I think of stupid things at night when I go to bed, too. But uh, the other thing that just came to mind, when you were talking about over the last few years we've gotten closer, and yeah, we used to talk before, but we've gotten to know each other, and that is we've both had prostate cancer. Yep. Okay, now I had it, it's been 10 years, 11 years, mm -hmm. and yours has been a couple years, right? Three. It was three years three last years. week. Yeah. But God blessed me in my treatment. He blessed me. I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I didn't ever want to go out of town for it to see a doctor. My primary care physician said, you need to see a urologist. You can see the ones in town. They're really good, but it's going to take you a while to get in. Or I can send you out of town, and you can get in sooner. And without hesitation, out of my voice comes, out of my mouth says, I'll go out of town. Right. And the <laughs> whole treatment, uh, the high-dose radiation treatment, no strange, but that whole thing went so well, and it was um, hardly an interruption in my life. God was there. But mm -hmm. then when you came down with cancer, that's when we started talking again. And yeah. And we started praying, and you had questions, a lot of questions about what to do, which treatment to get, and, and uh, you know, I'd had, the can I'd had cancer, so I knew what you were going through. Right. And it just, God used those two, used that, I believe. I'm not saying he gave us both cancer, but he used the fact that we both had it to bring us together and look where it's brought us oh yeah yeah definitely i agree with that i uh one of the reasons you and i and paul talked so much after i found out i mean it's, we would talk occasionally but i i had a support person that and it's not that i didn't trust that person because that person was very instrumental in helping me helping me get well i am today and will always be thankful for that help but I couldn't take just her 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 ideas or her her, her thoughts on it I needed to talk to you too you, you didn't need to talk to me because you had Mary Lou and the kids so you had that support system and not having been married to this person and not having had any children in my life or you know being blessed to have my own without mom and dad being around I, you guys were it. You were my support. And I mean, I, you have friends and I didn't tell everybody. I mean, there are people that are going to hear about this on this podcast that didn't know I had cancer and didn't know you had cancer. Um, in fact, a friend of mine, his, his husband, her, yeah, his husband is going through what the process you're going, you went through. That's the way he decided to go. And he talked with me about this and, and I offered any help and I still offer any help that I can give them. But it's, it's weird. It, I needed you two, you and Paul, to, to, I don't know if guide me was the way, but it was just to talk through it with normal voices mm -hmm. and, and family. I, it's, it was very, very important. I mean, I could have made a decision that I, I made anyways, but it was easier. And, and, and you helped me come back to God, in, in a sense, because with the prayers, and it made me think more, and it made me read your poetry more which gave me more curiosity, which means I was, 
I was then open to bringing him back closer into my life. He was always there. He just was, I always kept him in, in the back pocket kind of a thing. And then and now he's up front and he's standing right in front of me now. And I'm saying yes. So a uh, long story short, folks, um, podcast has been both good for both Tim and I. Um, and I'd love to get Paul involved with this somehow, but we'll see what happens there. Well, maybe he'll be a guest one day. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, well, well, that'd be a show. Reminisce. Yeah. Actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple poems from Dirty Sock that about growing up in a small town and moving to a big town that could be used in that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's you say that growing up in a small town and moving to a big town, and yet Port Huron is not that big a town. Really, well, else. when you but compare a population of 2,000 to 35,000. That's a big town. It's a huge town. Yeah, for, I mean, uh, from one high school to two high schools is like, or it's actually <laughs> yeah. there were three because of the eventually Catholic, there were, yeah, yeah, because of the Catholic high school. It's it's amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, before we get into any more cancer stuff, let's just do this. Tim, why don't you do me a favor and tell our guest, our, our guests, our our fans, where they can buy your books? Well, you can buy my books at. Amazon, amazon.com. You type in in the search bar when you get to books, just type in one of the names of the books, God's Rhymes, God Still Rhymes, which is also a Facebook page that I have, mm -hmm. or Living in God's Rhymes, which, of course, is a podcast that you and I have. Yeah. And be after that, you type in my name, Tim Carter, and click on search, and the book you typed in will come up. And hopefully, uh, usually within a book or two, if not right below it, the other two come up, and you can get it at uh, Amazon. Uh, and uh, have it delivered and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, the other place you can get it is at uh, Barnes & Noble, your local Barnes & Noble store. Uh, it's probably not in the uh, store because I'm not a, I haven't sold 100,000 copies yet that they're going to put it in the store, but. Uh, you can ask you can ask to have, you can ask them to order it and they will order it for you and have it uh, I'm not sure I thought once I had it delivered to my home but you can at least pick it up at the store in a few days mm -hmm. or you can go on amazon.com or not amazon but BNN Barnes and Noble website and order it there uh, and you may see some earlier editions, publications of it from a different publisher that, that they'll say uh, sold out or no longer in print. Uh, so you, you should be, you'll be getting the latest one. And yeah. uh, if you do, I, I hope, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, who knows? Maybe someday I'll have a book signing in your area. You never know. Uh, you never know. Yeah, and folks, if you if to make sure you're getting the right book covers, go to our blog page on uh, livingingingodsrhyme.com, and you will see all three book covers on the top of every single solitary blog post we have, as well as everywhere else. And Tim's also got God's Rhyme, the the book. He has another one called God Still Rhymes, and finally. And not last but least, living in God's rhyme, and those are what the book covers look like. And the reason Tim is showing these is because we're going to video too. Video will be on the website, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out here now, folks. I'm gonna make it my my job to get some of these videos posted by next week. At least two or three of them get you started on it. Okay, I like and putting that. it out there into the world means I gotta get it in gear, and uh, and I'm writing this down by next week can i ask you one question dave you bet great ahead are you are you at the age where you write it down but you can't read it uh i've always been at that age <laughs> i've just come no. into it i've just come into it in the last year <laughs> no i uh, i'm still i'm still okay with it i do print everything though i find it easier too yes and also i find that if i'm using like this is a felt tip pen if I'm using that, I write a little slower so I can definitely understand it. Because if I'm using like a, 
a gel pen and I'm writing fast. I go back a week later and go, uh, I think that's okay. Because I, I remember writing at that point. If I went back six months later, I wouldn't know idea. So yeah, and it's like, folks, if you look at this pad of paper, the majority of it, this is all notes and everything else. And this is just from season two. I got a whole notepad for season one. I write notes, notes, and notes. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'll do, Dave. I'll take uh, the notebook I have that I write in now, and yeah. I will take some pictures of it and post it on the blog page. There you go. I have in the past done it on Facebook, where I've uh, written a poem and then I mm -hmm. uh, take a picture of the written page, handwritten page. Yeah. Uh, so people can see it. Some it used to be you could read it, and sometimes I just put it on there just so that you can see. This what he really wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's, yeah, I know. What you, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And, and I, I don't know about yours and mine penmanship, but I, I've seen Paul's too. <laughs> As we get older, things get different. I know. Yeah. Uh huh. That's um, so, folks, uh, tell your friends about us. Uh, we enjoyed. I personally enjoyed it. I know Tim enjoyed that conversation we had with Tom Suppo last week. We will be having another interview three or four more podcasts away with a, a wonderful lady named Martha, which Tim knows very well. Uh, and it was a great conversation, and we'll get that out to you. But let's uh, let's get through these. Uh, you got anything else, Tim? No, no. I think uh, we can close with a prayer. I think that would be a wonderful idea. I'll let you go ahead. All right. Dear Father, we thank you for the time you have given Dave and me to present this podcast. And Lord, I want to give you praise for the work you have done in leading us into and through today's podcast. You knew our individual strengths and have blessed us by joining our strengths into one goal, praising you and the work you have and continue to do in our lives. Lord, we pray for those listening to the podcast that they have found something of worth in it. We pray that you have touched lives beyond what we have discussed here. We pray for our listeners that they ha have a blessed week and that you touch and heal those who, those who are sick and going through struggles in their lives. We give you all the praise and glory for the good that may have come out of our encounter today. And we pray in Jesus' name. And, uh, Amen. Amen. So... You want to take us out or you want me to you know what you do such a wonderful job at that i i, I think okay. you should right. <laughs> if you give him the times as you live his word rhymes and don't forget don't forget this it's important we are the king's kids and you will never get rid of us because we are his with jesus god bless you all have a great day have a great week Bye, folks.